Hello guys and welcome to Watson Serie A 38 match day, so final day and still we have to decide if the title goes for Milan or for Inter. Danny Fisichella, are you hopeful? For what? For no, Inter. I'm not hopeful. No, I'm not hopeful. I think Milan are going to be champions come uh, Sunday afternoon, but let's say Serie A has delivered until the very last day, uh, the Scudetto fight, the relegation fight between Salernitano and Dinese, the places in Europa League are going to be decided on Saturday. So there is a lot to play for. It's been an exciting season. And I think it's going to be a very exciting last match day. That is on the way to Salerno on foot, remember, because yes, Salernitana yes. is on the to find salvation, let's analyze all the games. Uh, guys, remember to leave your comments. Do you think Milan or Inter is going to win the Scudetto? Let us know. And of course, press the like and subscribe. And now let's go on with the show. Strangely, Danny, we don't have all the games at the same time, at the same day, including a game, for instance, on Friday, because uh, Roma, they have to play, of course, the final of the conference on Wednesday against Feyenoord, and their game is on Friday, and still there are things to play for for Roma, because they are six right now on the table, but only one point more than Fiorentina and Atalanta, three points less than Lazio, so still they need the victory to qualify for the Europa League. Danny, the question, if someone wants to put their money in Roma, is where the heads are, because they are not delivering in Serie A, not even against Venezia. Three draws, two defeats in the last five games. Of course, their heads are in Europe. In Tirana, in Tirana for the massive final against Feyenoord is a great occasion for the for the Roma players, for the Roma fans, for Mourinho, a specialist in finals. Yes, you can tell they have been uh, relaxing a little bit after uh, beating Leicester, but that's normal. Look, if you look at the odds, Roma favorites, but I don't think this is a true reflection of the teams that are going to be on the pitch on Sunday. Roma is going to rest probably eight out of 11 players they're going to play in the final in Tirana. I cannot imagine really Abram, the top scorer of Conference League, starting against Torino, Mkhitaryan and Zaniolo might be out because they still have to recover from an injury. The thing is with Roma, even if they finish eighth in the table, if they win the Conference League, they will play in Europe next season. So Italy might have eight teams in the uh, Conference League. Look, in, in Europe or in total. Look, Torino can be really hard to beat against top teams. They gave very good games to Milan, to Inter, uh, to Juventus, to Lazio uh, recently. Uh, they already got 50 points. They got a good victory at the weekend. Um, they also have a few injuries, Torino. So, you know, especially in defense, they will be without Bremer, by far the best players so far this season, Singo, Buongiorno. So, you know, there could be a few changes there. So check the lineups, but um, I don't think there are going to be many goals for this one. Someone already suggested on the chat, Mili, under 2.5 goals. Yes, Mili, that's my pick as well. Under 2.5 goals, if I have to go for one team to score, probably only Torino. Okay, under 2.5 goals in your opinion. Good odds for that. Then let's move on. Saturday, meaningless game. Genoa-Bologna, we are going to go kind of fast for uh, with these games because there is nothing to play for. It's very tricky to place your bets. And it's going to be, Danny, a very sad game, of course, for Genoa, relegated to Serie B, a historic team in uh, Serie A. And I guess all the effort is now 
on the summer transfer window just to bounce back and go back to the Serie A. Everything went bad with Genoa. They sacked the manager, two managers. They sacked Shevchenko, didn't work. Uh, the January transfer window didn't work. They brought in too many young players, too many foreign players. Maybe they would have needed a little more Italian experience there to fight for the relegation. You know, in the end... Mm, they had chances because, you know, they haven't converted many goals, but, you know, uh, they didn't let many goals in. So in, in the games, they kind of had a few uh, chances, but, you know, experience is key. Uh, Bologna, poor away from home, playing for nothing already for a, for a couple of weeks. You can tell they're letting a lot of goals in. So it's going to be a farewell for Genoa from Serie A. Mm, they might go out with a bang. They might go out with a win. Uh, but I think it could be a high-scoring game, which we haven't seen many of Genoa so far. So over 2.5 goals here, 189. Uh, I like that as well. Okay, also for Bologna. Lately, we are seeing many goals in their games. Next game, Atalanta-Empoli. Here is important, important for the European battle. The odds are very low for Atalanta because they must win this game if they want to play in Europe. The last game, the problem is that at home, no victories for them in the last six games in all competitions. It's been the problem of this season for Gasperini's men, Danny. The Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, the home form has been almost relegation. If you look at the goal difference for Atalanta, it is only plus three when they play at home. They consider far too many goals, 28. That's always been a problem with Atalanta, even last season, letting too many goals in, uh, being not very focused at the back, sometimes playing a too high line. And the defenders, they're all prone to individual mistakes, Palomino, Demiral, Gimisti. You know, um, Atalanta, it seems like it's almost at the end of a cycle this season. Uh, depends if they go on Europe or not. Depends if Gasperini is going to stay. They're going to lose their managing director, Giovanni Sartori, who's really, really important for the kind of transfer he's been doing so far and, you know, making the most of their youth system as well. So, and bringing young players in, selling them for a high fee, etc. Um, against Milan, I was disappointed with Atalanta because they didn't go for it. They only went with one striker up front, only with Muriel. We know previously we saw them going with Boga, Muriel and Zapata. Let's see if... Uh, Gasperini unleashes them now. They need to win uh, this one or match Fiorentina result to be sure to play in Europe. And they play a very uh, poor, inconsistent Empoli side who could have lost against Salernitana again. Vicario, the keeper, was the hero, saved the penalty, made a lot of saves. Only one win in the last 22 games for Empoli. Yet they are saved but they have the second worst defense in Serie A. 70 goals conceded. Can you believe it? They still manage to be safe. Maybe, you know, something to work on for next season for sure. The reverse fixtures were 5-1 for, uh, sorry, 4-1 for Atalanta. But if you look at the clean sheets, no clean sheet for Atalanta in the last 10, only two clean sheets for Empoli in the last 10. They were two nil-nil draws. I'm going to go for Atalanta to win. The price for Atalanta to win is very low. So you could go for an Atalanta Asian handicap minus one. But, you know, with Atalanta, uh, I'm always kind of sure they're going to let a goal in, uh, both to score. If you combine these two, so you do a bet builder, Miniaka, 238. Fiore, uh, Atalanta, they need to win and uh, hope that Roma or Fiorentina drop points to qualify for Europe. They will know, of course, uh, Roma's result uh, beforehand. And Fiorentina, they are playing a tough game against Juventus because the rivalry be uh, between these two teams is very high. We saw it in the Cup semi-finals, for instance, and it's going to be a very special 
Game also for Juventus, Dani, nothing to play for for the Bianconeri, but last game of Chiellini, last game of Dybala, very bad season for Allegri in the comeback, and Fiorentina are in a really bad form, so I'm not sure if uh, we should trust these odds also for uh, Fiorentina to win. I don't understand why the odds for you are so, so high. Uh, you know, Juve have beaten Fiorentina three times this season, always to nil. Yes, Fiorentina were a little bit unlucky in the cup competition against Juve. I think they deserved more. But yeah, Fiorentina comes on the back of one win in the last five. They look very tired. They look really tired in Genova against uh, Sampdoria. Uh, they couldn't really manufacture a goal a chance in the first 45 minutes. And also, you know, Fiorentina usually against Juventus, they don't do really well. Only one win for them in the last uh, five years. Uh, the good thing for Fiorentina is that at home, they've been really, really good. This season, they are third in the table. Actually, if they win this one, they will jump up to second in the home table. Obviously, they got many more points compared to the last season. But since Blaovic switched side and went to Juventus, as we expected, the goals have diminished for Juventus, for Fiorentina. Juventus, um, you can tell they're playing for nothing. You know, they're letting a lot of late goals lately at Genoa, Lazio, you know, the game was pretty much won in both cases, but they only collected a point in two games in the end. No clean sheet in the last five for Juventus, uh, and rarely Juventus scores more than two goals. So that's the concern uh, for Juve. Uh, you know, they, they'll need two or three goals to win uh, this one. But as you mentioned, it's going to be the last game for many, uh, for historical players. They made the history of Juventus, for Chiellini, for Dybala. I don't think this players and the establishment want to uh, come out of, of disappointing season with another bad uh, result. Um, I think Juventus are going to grind out a good result here. So for this reason, I like the double chance or the Asian handicap plus 0.5. Look at the price here. I think it's huge. You cannot really overlook it. 192. Many people are actually backing these odds um, for Juventus, the double chance uh, for Marco, for instance, and our friend with the Cyrillic alphabet that for me is very hard to read. <laughs> I'm sorry. The Cyrillic, but the, gods are, the odds are very good. Of course, if you are backing Juve, Dani Allegri is going to stay for next year. He's going to stay, but um, also because he's got a contract of nine millions per year, so I don't think Juventus are very keen on sacking him, but let's say something about Allegri. Um, everyone talks about a disaster. I, know, I don't think that's the right term to describe Juventus season. Let's say that he's disappointed because they haven't got a legacy to build on. They haven't got anything really to kick on the season. Next season, they almost have to start from scratches, but Blaovic is very young. Chiesa coming back from an injury is very young. Let's see what kind of market they do. Let's see what kind of players they bring in. But yeah, surely they need to almost start from zero again. Mm -hmm. Next game on Saturday also for Europe, although there is almost nothing in, in play. Lazio no, there, is nothing in play. there is absolutely nothing. nothing in play because Lazio is already in uh, Europa League thanks to that goal from Milinkovic-Savic in the 96 minutes. So Lazio is guaranteed. Okay, fifth, uh, Danny. Uh, overall, do you think it's a good season for Sarri, the first one in the Lazio's bench? No, I don't think play players and supporters were expecting Lazio to play better and to be more balanced. I think is a is a, is a, is a, is, a, is a team uh, that uh, sometimes loses balance. You know, they score a lot, they concede a lot, they don't quite work. Uh, 
as a unit as we saw other uh, Sarri team do, but it was the first season and I don't think Sarri has the players that really he wanted. However, we need to say credit to him because in the beginning, he, um, for example, didn't manage to fit Luis Alberto into the starting eleven, and now we have seen since December he's playing more of attacking style football with Luis Alberto, with Milinkovic Savic, with Immobile, with Pedro, with Zaccagni, with Anderson. So, we saw him better uh, better play in that sense and we saw more goals. But, you know, yeah, qualifying for the Europa League, it's really the bare minimum for this Lazio team, which nonetheless, you know, uh, they have some individual good performances. I think we saw Milinkovic-Savic, one of the best seasons in, in, in Italy. Immobile, still the top scorer. Cataldi, really, really shine in uh, midfield. But, you know, other individual performances, not as good. Anyway, good uh, good result at Torino, just to come back to the last game. Uh, they are the second best attack at home. They play a Verona side that uh, I think, again, they overachieved in, 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 in comparison to Lazio, especially because they changed the manager after five games and Tudor came in. They got three strikers in double figures this season with Caprari, with uh, Barak and with uh, Simeone. Again, I think they need something in the market. They need a good holding midfielder or a regista, if you like, someone that organized the place. Verona is very aggressive, but they struggle. When they have to control the tempo of the game a little bit more, uh, for this one, this is tough, I think, to bet on. Um, you could go for goals. So, again, the the mini, the mini hack, the big builder, the classic, both to score and over 2.5 goals that pay 270. Also, probably goals we should expect in the next game, Spezia Napoli, because Napoli, since they clinch the Champions League spot, they are free flow scoring. Going to Spezia, great job for Thiago Mota, saving the team again, third consecutive season for Spezia in Serie A. Danny, also for Napoli, uh, you mentioned that this is going to be the season of the regrets, but uh, I guess at the beginning of the season, no, if they they are told that they are going to finish third uh, above Juventus, they will say, okay, it's going to be a good season. Yeah, because it's an improvement from last season when they didn't even qualify for the Champions League. They missed it on the last game. But I think, uh, considering how well they started the season and how solid they look, and then they managed to stay close to the top uh, up until February, even with injuries, even with the African Cup of Nations taking away Osimhen and Zambangisa. It is disappointing because it's the home form that has let them down. But, you know, um, I think with a few uh, new signings, maybe with a couple of young players, obviously they need to replace some of the old guards that will leave. Napoli could be competitive next season. For this one, I think they're going to be goals. Uh, Napoli are going for it. Now they're playing with Lozano, with Osimen, with Insigne and Mertens at the same time on the pitch. They've scored more goals. Last game in a Napoli shirt for the captain, Insigne, 122 goals for Napoli. is going to go to Canada. Maybe the last game for Napoli as well for Dries Mertens. Again, these players, they want to finish with a good uh, results. Uh, Spezia, as, they, as we often said, they often score. It is a team that plays on the front foot. Congratulations to Thiago Motta. I never thought they were going to be saved with the youngest team in Serie A, but they did. And they do it because this is a team that's got goals in them, really. They do concede quite a lot. I think they are the worst home defense or the second worst home defense Spezia, but they often score as they did uh, against Udinese away. Uh, I'm going to go for, uh, again, another bet builder, another Miniaka. I think Napoli going to win this when the price is not huge. Maybe leave it for the Aka. 
but combine it with a, one that I like a lot, under 4.5 goals. So if you combine this, if you think like it could be a 2-1 win for Napoli, 3-1 win for Napoli even, you get 2-9. Let's not forget Napoli have kept eight clean sheets away from, from home so far this season. Let's go for the Escudetto race, the two most important games, of course, uh, Inter-Sandoria, as we can see. Everyone is backing Inter to beat Sampdoria. Nothing to play for for Sampdoria. They are absolutely safe. For Inter, Dani, they were able to beat Cagliari. So they arrived to the final day with options. They won the Supercopa. They won the Copa. Last day, they can even win the title. It's been a good season for Inter? Yes. Even if they don't win the season. title? Even without the title, I think it's, good. it's a good season. If you have to give a mark to Inter, I would give 7 out of 10. Even without the title, well, we, the title will be 10 out of 10, of course. But, you know, <laughs> losing Conte, Lukaku, Eriksen, Akimi, uh, replacing them with uh, Dumfries, for example, that never played in Serie A before. Dzeko, who's a good centre-forward, but old. Uh, Chalanoglu, they go for free for Milan. A new manager. I think it's been a good season. No one really expected the Inter to challenge for the title. Yes, of course, they're going to be regrets because uh, they had the title in hands. If Had they not lost that derby, which they were dominating, Inter would be champion. Had Radu not made the mistake at Bologna, they would still be in with a chance to win the title. But nonetheless, I think, uh, considering also who they beat in Coppa Italia to get to the trophy. You know, they beat Empoli, Roma, Milan and Juventus. I think the success is also measured on the your opponents, the opponents that you beat to win a trophy. It's been a good season. Uh, but let's... I don't, I don't Look, I, I think they got 2% chance of winning the Scudetto. Okay? Uh, I'm not going to say 0% zero, zero chance because you are always in with a chance. But the chance for Inter is in this way. If they score really, really early, if they score in the first 10 minutes, and Milan are still nil nil as a swallow. That could put, put a little bit of pressure on Milan. But let's not forget, if they finish level on point, Milan are still champions. So Milan can also play for the draw there. So the only hope for Inter is to make sure that they score, that they settle the game. And Milan might become a little bit nervous because of that. But, you know, I really can't see it. Anyway, for this one, Inter are the best attack. We need to talk about betting terms. Inter has the best attack of Serie A with 81 goals, and they play against one of the worst defense, which is Sampdoria. However, Sampdoria are already saved, and they were saved. They were saved before they kicked off against Fiorentina on Monday. And you can tell the difference. They were playing more freely. They were committing more players forward. Quagliarella scored a beautiful goal. Out of a sudden, Fiorentina, the shackles were were off. You know. Uh, now I wonder. Because they are more free, they are they got you know it's been a disappointing season with them, but you know they, they're not risking it. Maybe Giampaolo is gonna go with two up front, he's gonna go with Caputo and Quagliarella. And you know, if you look at the stats, the last six games of these uh, two teams have all been over 2.5, both to score. I remember last season, very similar circumstances. Last game of the season, Inter Sampdoria finished by one, no one had nothing to play for, but yet Inter uh, conceded. Uh, Inter conceded a lot recently. They always conceded in the last six games. So this is quite unusual for one of the best defenses in Serie A. They can be tired uh, as well. You know, it's been a very, very, very long season, over 53 games uh, played. Uh, maybe this is a chance for some of the Inter players as well to say goodbye to their to the spectators. We know Vidal is going to leave. We know Sanchez is going to leave. Maybe Perisic is going to leave as well. Look, it depends, because this game can go either way. If, if Milan are winning it easily, 
probably they're going to make changes, rotation. I'm not sure Inter are going to win, for example, the second half, depending how, how Milan are doing. But uh, I would go for both to score here, 217. Okay, both to score. Someone is asking, actually, if we should go for both teams to score, yes. perhaps also going for a first half victory of Inter. No, this is 1.5 only or for a nation handicap, since, uh, as you mentioned, probably they will start the game. Pushing a lot to put the pressure on Milan's shoulders. Is Dybala heading to Inter? Arkur is asking you, Danny. It looks like it looks like uh, Inter are, are happy to offer him what he's asking from uh, Juventus. Yeah, it, it, it looks like, but looks like Perisic might be going the other way. So at the end of the day, you know, uh, yeah, it could be it could be a good deal for both. Okay, Dybala could be a good signing for Inter and Milan. This is the key game, of course. Uh, Milan, they have to do the job in the Mapei Stadium for Milan. Five consecutive victories, conceding only two goals in the last 10 games. As you mentioned, the draw is enough for them. Uh, I guess all the Milan supporters are very, very nervous and anxious, Danny, but you are completely or almost sure no, that the Milan won't uh, fail and they will do the job. I am, for a couple of reasons. First of all, because... Uh... Milan has done has done it time and time again away from home this season and last season. They are the top away team in Serie A this season. They were the top away team in Serie A last season. They've been a lot of time under pressure this season and they manage to be very, very continuous, very, very regular. In the last four or five games, we all said Milan had got the different, difficult calendar, but they managed to overcome tough opposition, especially Verona and Lazio away from home, going behind conceding first, and still keeping the cool, keeping the nerves. The second reason, because I think Milan are not going to slip up, is because, uh, look, in the history of Serie A, we have seen titles lost in the last game of the season. For example, we saw Inter losing a title in 2002 at the Olympic of Rome against Lazio. Juventus won it. We saw Juventus losing a title in 2000 at Perugia, and Lazio won. But in both occasions... There was either a big rivalry between the teams. Perugia and Juve don't like, don't like each other. Well, pretty much no teams like Juventus in Italy anyway. But there was a big rivalry, even if Perugia have nothing to play for. Lazio and Inter, they do like each other. Lazio would have been very happy to let Inter win in 2002. But then they had to fight to go into the, into the, in the Coppa UEFA, UEFA Cup back then. If you look at Sassuolo, first of all, they're not playing for anything. There isn't a big rivalry with Milan. And second, there isn't such a big atmosphere at the stadium. You know, the Mapei Stadium is not Anfield. It's not La Bombonera. It's not, uh, it's not a hot stadium. You know, they will be filled with, with Milan supporters. It will be 90% Milan supporters and very few Sassuolo supporters. And also, you know, just to add a little bit more of spice, uh, do you know which team uh, the Sassuolo president support? He, he's, he's, been very, he's been very open about it. Juve? No, in Milan. He oh. supports Milan. He oh. always said that, Mr. Squincy. So, you know, I mean, I don't want to say they're going to give it to Milan, but I don't think there are the elements to create that tension, that rivalry. That, you know, I think Sassuolo are going to go for it. They're going to try to play football, which is attacking. You know, they score a, a lot of goals. They got good strikers, all in, all three of them, Barardi, Scamacca, Raspadori, all in double figures. But I don't think they'll be able to, to, to really... Uh, win against Milan. Let's not forget Milan can only can also do it with a draw. In the reverse fixtures, Sassuolo won 3-1 at San Siro. 
but that was after Milan played in uh, Champions League and they won 1-0 at Atletico Madrid. This time, they were tired. They don't have to go for it. M- Milan only conceded two in the last nine Serie A games. Sassuolo conceded 17 and kept no clean sheet. So, you know, the, the numbers suggest Milan should have should have a good, a large victory. But, you know, in terms of betting terms, I like uh, both to score in this one. 250. Because, again, it could, it could also be a, it could be, it could be a draw. It's 250, not 170. Okay, it's the end of the road also for many of the Sassuolo stars. Uh, the ones you mentioned, An- Ankur is saying that they have dangerous players. Danny mentioned them, of course. Yeah, Scamata, so and Milan, so Milan, but sometimes Sassuolo are their own danger in defense. Mm-hmm. Well, Danny has cleared his uh, the probabilities, the options. Uh, let me know, guys, if you are back in Milan or Inter in this final day. Let's see if they do the job and going for the glory and the title to the drama, Dani Salernitana Udinese. Well, the drama, I, I guess no Salernitana fan thought that they will arrive no, 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 no. alive to the final day. And not only alive, uh, but with the with the, the victory, they will be safe. They don't have to wait and see what Cagliari are doing. They have just to beat Udinese at home. Udinese, they have absolutely... Nothing to play for, only one victory in the last six games uh, for Salernitana, Dani. They drew at Empoli and Alcayari. I guess we expected Salernitana even to beat Empoli, but uh, still, the miracle for David Nicola is crazy, it's amazing. Yeah, the miracle, uh, uh, the miracle, the miracle is on. The miracle is on. So I think uh, they only need three points, as you said, to to be sure. Um, if they are level with Cagliari, though, in points, they will go down because of the goal difference. So they need to win this one. I think uh, Salernitana's success could be explained with solid solidity at the back. You know, in uh, the last nine games, they only conceded more than one goal in one occasion. They can score. And they haven't been been conceding many goals. Actually, uh, if had they scored the penalty with Perotti at the end of the game against Empoli, they would be already saved. Had they not conceded a goal to Cagliari in the 90th minutes, they'd be already saved. So I think if you look on paper, they've been really, really good. In the last uh, seven games, they are unbeaten. They get back uh, from suspension. One of the most important signings, which is Bohinen, the the Norwegian. He's been really, really good in midfield, running a lot of kilometers and recovering a lot of the ball. So they're going to be solid there and they can nick a goal with the with the, with the players they got up front with Bonazzoli, Verdi, maybe even Ribéry coming from the bench. Juric has been really instrumental. Uh, and they play a team that's got nothing to play for Udinese. You know, with Udinese, anything can happen. And we saw them recently being... Um, being good in terms of they scoring more, committing more players forward, but you can tell they're playing fleetly, they're playing for nothing, and you know maybe without the two main strikers, uh, Beto and Success, I cannot see them hurting Salernitana too much. Maybe scoring one, but not too many. Um, I think this is gonna be cagey because Salernitana gonna perhaps adapt to what's happening in Venezia. So if there are goals, they might be more in the second half. Under 1.25 goals in the first half. 2.12. Okay, it's KG1, especially in the first uh, half. Uh, Shuban is telling us over three goals. Be careful because when we have these kind of relegation games, uh, usually uh, we don't see many goals, uh, of course. Uh, and the last game is Venezia Cagliari, Venezia in Serie B, going back to the Serie B, whereas Cagliari, Dani, 
as you mentioned, they have to win and wait for Salernitana to drop points for Cagliari. It's only one victory in the last 10 games, uh, I guess, in March, Danny. I guess, no, when we were doing the shows in March, we thought Cagliari were going up and up, but at one point, the the engine stopped and they were not able to reverse it. Uh, last season, they made the miracle, but when you are risking that much season after season, you get burned and this is uh, probably what is going to happen with Cagliari. Yeah, after those three away wins Cagliari collected at the beginning of the year at uh, Torino, Genoa and Bergamo, we thought, yeah, Cagliari made it. They're home and dry. But then they stopped scoring. The problem for Cagliari, if Jao Pedro doesn't score, they really struggle. They only go Jao Pedro in double figures so far this season and away from home. They only score 14 goals, only to score two in the last four. I don't think this is going to be easy for Cagliari. I think they're going to go down, to be fair. I don't think, and I'm not sure even they're going to win this one. I didn't see them really really going for it against Inter as well. I know it was tough, but it was the game of their life almost. And they didn't really threaten Inter too much. And um, I think Venezia actually, although they are already down, already relegated, but they were already relegated before kicking off against Roma. And they showed a lot of character, a lot of strength, a lot of resilience, because they scored first and then they hold on and they defended really, really well with bodies on the line. You know, they earn a very good point at Roma, useless for the classification, but really important for the morale. Uh, the, the week before, they scored four against Bologna. I think they're going for it a little bit more. They sacked the manager. I know probably wasn't the right decision to do it anyway, but now they play with more with more, uh, with more, more swagger, if you like, with less uh, complex, inferiority complex. So I think... Uh, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Venezia could be... Could be to be favorite for, I mean, I, I like the odds for Venezia, maybe the double chance for Venezia. Um, Venezia draw no bet in the first half. It's something I like, which pays a lot, pays three. So uh, if there is a if there is a draw in the first half, you get your stake refund. If Venezia wins the first half, maybe scoring the first goal, very very good price. It's been a season full of surprises in the Serie A, even with Genoa going to the Serie B, perhaps also Cagliari, two teams that we didn't expect so. at the beginning of the season to go down, Salernitana perhaps to be safe, the Milan winning the Scudetto, the price was super high at the beginning of the season, it's been a great year, Danny, we analyzed every single game of this every. Serie A. Here, I want to thank you, Danny, thanks everyone thank also for thanks following. Thanks to everyone following as well. Exactly, everyone for following, for commenting. Leave us comments with your suggestions for the next season, what you want to see in the shows, in the Serie A. Um, and let's finish this season, Danny, with another Aka for you. We, we nailed a few this season, but it would be great to finish, really, with a, with a good Aka. So, five games, as always. Atalanta to win. Fiorentina, Juventus, double chance, X2. Lazio Verona over 2.5 goals, Napoli to win a Spezia, Genoa Bologna double chance 1x, total just short of 10, 9.17. Mm -hmm. Let's kick uh, off the summer then. Uh, of course, Serie A go on holidays. We still have Nations League uh, and very soon we will have also the Champions League preview because yeah. they start as soon as the Champions League final is played. So, Ankur, don't worry. You will miss football. We will miss it too, but we are going to be back very soon. Thanks, right. Danny. Thanks, everyone. Ciao, Edu. Um, Enjoy the soon. last game of the season. Let us know in the comments. See you soon.